sports and beer and so much more. Hottest topics on the cutting room floor. Bunch of friends having a blast. Get ready for the beer bread podcast. Welcome to another edition of Beer Breath Podcast. Uh, on today's episode, we will talk. It'll be a sad episode for the majority of us. So, uh, talk about the current state of K State, uh, their football program, and the current state of KU's football program, which might be in better shape. Um, we'll also talk about basketball season. KU has had one exhibition game, at least. When when is there? Have I had two yet? Uh, we're just one. Uh, the next one's like early this week, maybe Wednesday, Thursday or something. Okay. Might already happen. So we might have had two for KU, but K-State's ha- has just recently happened. So, uh, or I guess it will happen tonight on Friday's episode. So, um, but before we get to that, we will, <laughs> fuck, that was a struggle. <laughs> going through that. Eee. I'm just so sad thinking about the current state of the football program because it's the one time a year we should be happy and we're just not. So no point, but. Before we get to that, we got to start every show like we start every show and tap the keg. So one thing that I am happy about this week, so you might recall from last week's episodes that I got a speeding ticket. Mm. And we were talking about paying for a diversion and mm-hmm. what that looked like or whatever. So, again, I was going 10 over. and Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly yeah, that's what they said. So allegedly 10 over. And so I contacted the insurance agent, and he's like, yeah, it'll still hit your insurance, just not as much. I was like, fuck. Okay. Um, but a, a loyal listener, Cale Jansen, listened to the podcast and said, I got pulled over at the exact same place. Officer knocked mine down to 10 over and said it's because it doesn't hit insurance. So I was like, okay, now I don't know who to believe. Like he, I was like, well, maybe it's different for insurances. And he's like, I don't know. The trooper said that it wouldn't hit your insurance if it was 10 or under. So I was like, okay, well, I don't know what to do now. I, like, I don't know any highway patrolman. So what's the one highway patrolman that most people in Kansas know? Trooper Old Ben. Trooper Ben. So I added him on Twitter because I was trying to message him, but you can't message him unless he adds you back. Well, he added me back and I messaged him. And he messaged me back and said, nope, 11 is when it hits insurance, not 10. So you should be good. It didn't report to insurance. So podcasting has been good for something. It made me avoid the diversion fee. And also social media, good for something because Trooper Ben uh, listened. First first question. Who did you ask about insurance first? My insurance agent. So. Kale Jan- Jansen knows more about insurance than your insurance agent. It's alarming. I was um, a little concerned. Uh, what I wondered if what happened was if I self-reported myself to my insurance, but there's Probably. no ticket attached to it. So how would they yeah, know? I wouldn't be worried about Dude, that. Yeah, you'd be calling your insurance telling them a bunch of bullshit. I'm more worried about the fact that Kale's way smarter than we think he is. Well, I think that's been a thing the whole time. He's always been. He's like a closet smart person. Rain man, I know, but but when you see him, it's Julie listens to the podcast though, so he shouldn't throw stones. 
I feel like that's something that's so kale, though, is to know something that you need. <laughs> that also, you need to know. Yeah, experience, experience, <laughs> yeah. really. Well, you got a ticket as well. So, the so. funniest story about that, and I know exactly what you're talking about, he came home to the UC fucking fuming. He was so pissed, and... It was fuck twelve after that. Every day after that, I'm pretty sure. I think that was that was when <laughs> Kale started hitting cops. I'm pretty sure it was that exact day. He was so pissed. Slammed the door. This was when this was freshman year. My freshman year, where I never saw Kale because he was in engineering. Um, so I never saw him during the week, and then we'd go home to see his girlfriend on the weekend. Uh, understandable. Never saw Kale. He came home on a Sunday one time and slammed the door, stomped through the house, all pissed because he got a two hundred dollars speeding ticket. <laughs> How about but, yeah. and that started the shingle where Kale hates cops, like the time when he parked the wrong way in the street by our house yeah. or whatever. Kale Axton, <laughs> Jay Parking, Jay, Jay Parking, Jay <laughs> Parking got a ticket for it. Dude, <laughs> kudos to Kale for knowing that. That's true. Yeah, thanks, Kale, and thanks, Trooper Ben. Thanks, Trooper Ben. I'm assuming that you do listen. And I'm guessing you went from your regular Beer Breath Dad account, not the Beer Breath account. Ah, uh, yes. Mm. Why? I don't know. I'm just trying to get some pub out here. <laughs> well, I mean, I can. No. <laughs> well, I connect two and two. I think it's in my profile. Who knows? Whatever the case is, not going to pay a diversion fee. My insurance agent says otherwise. No point. I'll find new insurance. Uh, it's all kind of a crock of shit anyways i think <laughs> so uh sam uh yeah mine's super quick so i was sitting on the couch the other day obviously learning new things about my iphone 2s the 2 sam or the s2 and uh so they tell you to connect to wi-fi just so you can get all the updates blah 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 and uh so bobby's sitting next to me he got a new phone too my roommate and he goes uh he goes hey do you, do you know what the Wi-Fi password is, and we have AT&T, so it's like 19 digits long, and no one ever knows what it is, and you got to go look at the, like, modem router, and it's printed on there. Anyways, I go to my phone, because I think I took a picture of it. As soon as I open my phone, it goes, do you want to share the Wi-Fi password with Bob? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. That, I know they do that, but that's, well, amazing, but also insane. Heck, yeah. Well, yeah, I could see it both ways. But it's not from the picture, right? It's no. because you're. It's it's from you've logged somebody in. in the same area is trying to connect to the same Wi-Fi that you're connected to. That you've no, no, he, he didn't even have his phone up. I think it's just his voice. Yeah, no. he didn't have his phone up. No, I'm he pretty sure it's his voice. every time every time it's popped up on my phone, I've had to be in trying to put the password in. If I put in the password and Claire opens her phone up, unlocks her phone, it said that. So I had to be in the act. So if he wasn't in the act, then that's insane. But I was in the act of putting in the password, and Claire had already put the password in and shared it with me. I'm almost positive he he wasn't even on his phone yet because he because he know we know that the password's like 50 digits long. So I'm not just <laughs> gonna be like P four seven nine Q X G. Um, that's crazy. But yeah, I, mean, I guess it could have been that way. I don't, I don't remember the exact situation, but it was insane. I think is if he tries to log into it and you're already connected to it and you're in the same room that it will ask you. But if he wasn't trying to connect yeah. to it, if the phone is like on, on the table or something, that's, yeah, that's pretty crazy. ridiculous. Unless it just takes a second. Who knows? Interesting. Dom. Worcestershire. 
it's a it's a good uh, Worcestershire. 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 No. Worcestershire. Who says? Says the English dictionary language. This is America. Had some time on my hand. On your hand. <laughs> had some time. Read it. Watch. Yeah, I had a watch on my hand. Say it again. Worcestershire. Worcestershire. I'll buy Worcestershire. One second. Hundred percent. I don't think I'm going to stop. You can tell me how it's supposed to be said. I'm not going to stop saying Worcestershire or however I ever said it. I say. I think I say it different every time. I think the amount of times I say Worcestershire is irrelevant in my everyday life, but I'm happy I know how to say it now. Worcestershire. Yep, that's how you sell it. What say about it. the people that say Worcestershire? It's not right. Well, I used yeah, to, obviously. I used to say that too. You used so. to say Worcestershire? Yeah, that's how it's spelled. I don't think I ever said that. That's If you pronounce everything like you would think in the English language, language, if you pronounced everything right, that's how you would say it. Or you could say Worcestershire. <laughs> Imagine. But... Worcestershire. Okay. Worcestershire. How, no, no. How about the person say what you said about the person? <laughs> I don't know if you want to, if you're going to call somebody out who said, I've never had it. Yeah. Oh my God. Dude. So I'm going to tell that story. Uh, we were playing games, me and Dom and this kid, a good friend of ours, uh, Alex Tosic, And we're sitting there and he goes, yeah, uh, my girlfriend just made this, this, this meal. And it's like a, one of those things you see on Facebook, like where they make with Hawaiian rolls mm-hmm. and some ham and some cheese. And they start yeah, drizzling yeah. stuff over the top. And I don't know. I'm sure it's like a common thing. But he goes, yeah, it had this, this, and then some sauce. I don't know what it was. He spelled it out, I'm pretty sure. But he said, he's like, I've never had it, but it's some sauce. And we were like, everybody like stopped because we didn't like, we were like, this kid's trolling us because he's the biggest troll on planet Earth. And then we were like, Tossic, you're not serious. He goes, well, yeah, no, I've, I don't know what that shit is. And we were like... <laughs> You're and everybody just starts dying. We're like, dude, you're a goddamn idiot. I was like, oh, so you've never eaten anything ever? Yeah. <laughs> no food, zero yeah. meat, zero ever. food. Yeah, like that's on every meal that everybody cooks. Everybody's had it, right? And even yeah. if they know if they've had it or not, yeah. you've had it. Yeah. Everyone's. Had it's it. in every marinade. Mm-hmm. That's real. You've got some in your cabinet, hundred percent. I've got two bottles in my cabinet. Yeah, because you don't want to run out. Worcestershire, because it comes, it originates in the. <clears throat> county or area it's from england but it's worcester which is that's how you pronounce worcester or w-o-r-s-t-e-r worcester t-e-r-t right s-c how is it spelled (laughs) so like the bernstein bears dude worcestershire is how it's spelled however it's spelled it's worcester w-o-r-c-e-s-t-e-r and it's sure like New Hampshire, not Shire. Sure. I, I don't Hampshire. know. I think that's all conspiracy. I don't buy it. Got to go take a little swing. You just that's, start pulling it. It's just what they want us to think, man. Jacob pulling it. It's a popular, it. wow, uh, popular ingredient and Susie's asshole. You guys have read Susie's asshole? The shot? I know it's a legendary. <laughs> I, <didn't know laughs> I was going to say, it's a legendary yeah, shot, but I, I don't think had it on my it. 21st. It's like Tabasco, Worcestershire. 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 Uh, what, what, why do I keep saying were? Because it's spelled W-O-R. And I think like whiskey or something. I, I always do Worcestershire. That's how I say Worcestershire. 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 No, don't pronounce the first R. Yeah, I know, but. 
You can pronounce it however the fuck you want. It's not going to make a difference in my day. I think everybody will know what you're talking about no matter what you say because it's the most insane word of all time. Yeah, nobody. It's it's actually from an episode of King of Queens. Doug and Carrie try and say it correctly. (laughs) Maybe that's why I bring it up. Bring it up? (laughs) Jesus Christ, I'm a redneck and I'm trying to tell you guys how to say words. Maybe that's why I brought it up. (laughs) I brought it up. From the English uh, village of Worcestershire. Worcestershire. You're still saying it wrong, though. Worcestershire. Worcester. 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 Is that an accent, or you just what are you sound like a leprechaun? Like you're wuss. Like same region. Yeah, Worcestershire. Worcestershire. I don't think you pronounce either of the R's. Worcester, like stuh. Worcestershire. Sure. Like sure. Even even the last R. You're like, "Eh, you want the steak with some Worcestershire? You're like, "Eh, sure. Worcester. Sure. Worcester. Sure. Must be. Suppose. Worcestershire. Worcester. Suppose. See how long we can do this to delay even talking about Kansas State sports. I guess we'll move on now. Let's trade. You just want to start with yours. Now we can get it out of the way. Oh, mine's really short. Okay, uh, um, yeah, but your point. My point? Yeah, is it short? Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> just tell everybody. <laughs> tell them all. Sneak peek. Sne- Sneaky peek, man. For those that are curious, you too can find out. Um, we uh, good weekend for a sports fan like myself. Um, two of my least favorite teams uh, lost. Who's uh, your other one? Missouri. Oh, okay. Uh, they're they're terrible. I don't like Missouri at all. Oh, we can all agree on that. I might I hate them worse. There than was I hate some you guys. Uh, controversy in that game, wasn't there? Yeah, it Lots was pretty dramatic. I didn't watch any. I just saw the details on ESPN, and it was like they were up with an untimed down, and they punted it, and they got returned it, and then they lost in overtime. That's how it worked. From what I saw, which is like miserable. They're in Kentucky's like twelfth in the country, so they were going to beat a twelfth in the country team, and then they fucked up. Got Missouri was also Missouri was also favored by seven, so it's very odd. Yeah, at home against the twelfth ranked team without a without an SEC team, an SEC win. Missouri that doesn't make any sense. Anyways, Uh, could also go into the PI talk if we really wanted to, but I don't know if we want to delve in that deep, do we? No, that's enough Missouri talk for the rest yeah, of the... Yeah, yeah. I could never talk for, about Missouri. For, for the rest of beer prep podcast. Yeah, yeah, miserable. Anyways, they lost. Uh, obviously, you guys lost. Um, and then my team, who never wins, won, which was nice. Um, was uh, We played TCU pretty tough for like the last few years, so it's kind of nice to finally beat them. It's all in like the the like wake of something like seriously dumb where beat like... Uh, they fired Meacham, like basically Beatty was just blaming the offensive woes on his offensive coordinator, which if you were the understanding like the program, Beatty's pretty like, I don't know. He's controlling as hell where like every co- or every offensive coordinator he's brought in, he's like ended up taking away play calling abilities from him and he ends up calling plays and he's never really been a successful offensive coordinator. So he fired Meacham and I thought that was kind of BS because I was like his home run like higher. So they hired him, and they're like, we're bringing in this guy from TCU. He's going to do some things. And then he fired him as, like, a scapegoat. So it kind of sucks. But we won, so that was nice. Um, I still don't think Beatty should keep his job, depending, I guess, how the rest of the season goes. But it's still a miserable program. Uh, and then, obviously, on Sunday, my team won as well. Um, Kansas City won. It was, we, like, got to 30 points and decided to stop playing, which was kind of weird. But we won anyway. So a good weekend for me. Two teams I don't like lost, and then two teams I do like won. So. My weekend was a little bit better for sports than uh, everyone else that's involved in this podcast. 
So I will defer because I was at a wedding, TG, uh, and didn't get to watch all but two minutes of the game. But if this tells you anything, I watched two minutes of the game and saw everything that I needed to possibly see. So, Sam, did you watch it? Yeah, me and Mike were texting. We watched the whole thing. I really don't think there's any point to talk more than the, the, like one second well, about. Yeah, it. I, th- I think. The Hold thing- on, I didn't watch the whole thing. I quit watching about with two minutes left before the half. I hit, shut it off. Here's what happened in my situation. We decided to go to Jeremiah Bullfrogs there in Topeka. <laughs> um, Mike's laughing for whatever reason. That's not what I expected. Okay. <laughs> well, it's a bar in Topeka. We went and watched it, and they had the games on. We were watching KU and K-State and all that stuff. Um, I had predicted the score to be 56-9, to I think is what I said. Mm-hmm. Partially OJ, but also partially I didn't think that we were going to fucking score. Uh, I thought we would kick three field goals, and that's all we were going to do. Um, so, slightly OJ, but... Still disappointed in the fact that we got absolutely molested. Um, but halftime or so, we went back to Trey's house, and Trey was like, "Oh well, sorry, but I'm putting on the KU game." And I said, "Fucking go for it! I want to watch some actual football because this is horrible." So yeah, yeah, I I um, didn't really see a whole lot of it, but from the parts that I actually the part that I did watch, I saw Skyler's touchdown. Um, so I watched it relatively early, but once they scored and there was nobody within 20 yards of the guy that was passing, like you can have a proficient offense. No offense is that proficient. There's not an offense in the country that multiple times in a game is going to have a guy that wide open. Yeah. So we might be talking about the same touchdown, um, but Denzel Goolsby and whoever was the corner there just completely lost CD long. Maybe. Um, And Kyler Murray drops back, just a little three-step drop or something like that, and I see C.D. Long just blow by everybody. Lamb. Yeah. What did I say? C.D. Long. C.D. Long. Who's C.D. Long? Long, actually. In England, it's pronounced C.D. Long. Anyway. It's a village. C.D. Lamb. It's a village in there. I see him just streaking down the field with nobody near him, and I I just turn my head, and I, I go, oh, my God. And then... Two that seconds was like later, the fifth worst play too. That yeah. wasn't even. Yeah, I know. Two seconds later, that they throw the ball. Good. He's wide open and Tuddy's. Uh, yeah. So that's about all we need to see from the game. So a pathetic effort all the way around. So I think that brings us to the state of the program. And one of the interesting things that Coach said, or <clears throat> one of the things that I think most of K State Nation and something that I found interesting was after the game, Coach Snyder and he since. You rolled this back, which, uh, which is kind of bullshit, honestly. But um, he said, "I don't know that the ship has ever been in this condition before. Not very often do you hear a Hall of Fame coach say that about a team that he's still coaching. The fact that he's a Hall of Fame coach and he's still coaching the team, and it's like that." I think sheds a lot of light on the condition of the program in my eyes. Um, I'm going to hand off to, I think, Sam a little bit, and and then I'll probably end up chiming in at some point. Yeah. Um, so for most of us, uh, the 
that that statement, that post game was at least I found it as a kind of like a realization for somebody who we've kind of seen the writing on the wall for a couple years, somehow have scrounged out seven or eight wins, but it it's been kind of almost miraculous. Um, so this was kind of like the, it, it seemed like Bill had just kind of finally realized like, holy shit, we're like 20 players and all coaches away from being within 30 points of Oklahoma. Like <clears throat> that's what it seemed like. He was like in his mind, he's like, Oh my God. But then obviously after a little bit of time, he, he thought like somehow, um, that it wasn't as bad because it was only, you know, 52 to 17, even though it should have been a hundred, they would have scored a hundred points. Easily. They literally stopped playing. So easily. And also we started, I, this is what I heard at the end of the game. We started trying to run the clock. Yeah. Run and we punted on fourth and one at midfield three times. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? Like at least practice offense. <laughs> Really? I didn't understand. Like, Run some trick plays. I don't know. Like, well, well, fourth and one, like, you would go for that even in close games. So, like, well, and why not even – that didn't make any sense just because you didn't want to lose by 200. But they were going to take <laughs> two plays with their third string to get down. They had they had their scout team, like, running all over. The, it was insanely embarrassing. But anyways, some of the stuff, um, one of the – Good part about it was that Gus and Joel did the game, who are the best uh, college football tandem announcers in uh, in all the land. But uh, but Joel's Joel's quote was uh, here. I, I've got it pulled up right here. So obviously they were you know shocked at how terrible we were to us. We we kind of knew it was coming. I don't know if I knew it the fashion that it would come in as far as eleven yards of play. Um, basically Oklahoma playing against air. Before you um, read but, that, before you read yeah. that, Joel Klatt had predicted Kansas State to be a top 25 team at the beginning of the year. Once the year finished, that we would be a top 25 team. Because we had, the, yeah. we had the players, we had the O-line, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Yeah, and he's, he's always been complimentary of the program, Snyder. Um, Gus has been the same way, Gus Johnson. They've always had good things to say. and I'm sure, I think you guys have met him when they did some of our games. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, they've always been good. Um, really no complaints. They, they're always fair, too. So what Joel said during the third quarter, I think, after they'd taken Kyler Murray out, um, i got to tell you, I've been around the Big 8, Big 12 long enough. I played in this conference. I've never seen K-State play with this pedestrian of effort and this undisciplined character, never in my life. This is as low as it's gotten for K-State in a long time. Very frustrating. If I was a Wildcat fan, I would be, I would be incredibly frustrated. And then um, Gus also said during the time during the broadcast that you know it's got to be time, it's time, right? It's time. Um, in regards to to Bill um, having to to call it, uh, so it, I mean, it, it's just so apparent to anyone with any sort of brain that uh, that it's time, like the. the and I get that, like, you want to finish the season. But for, I mean, for some of us, I mean, this is it, the hopeless feeling of watching what we're witnessing. I mean, like, at least throw us a bone and do something. But, I mean, I I mean, I guess, like, it doesn't really matter if it's the end of the year or if it's this week or next week or after, you know, if, if God forbid, lose to KU. Um, I was kind of excited, which is bad. Um, that 
that uh, Bill had those comments after the game because I felt like, all right, if we needed to get our fucking – if I shouldn't say we. If K-State needed to get their asses pasted um, for Bill to actually realize, you know, what kind of trouble the, the program's in and, you know, whatever. So that's why I, I don't even know whether to cheer for, like, K-State on Saturday. Like, TCU sucks, obviously. K-State is not good either. Um, but, like, I, I mean, at this point, I, I – I mean, I don't know if losing helps, um, but you, you get to a point where, like, if if K State scrounged like three wins miraculously and got to six and six, like that's not a better thing for the program at no. all. That's like that's not even close. That's to almost a good worst thing. case scenario to me. Well, number one, it's not going to happen because out of the teams that we have left, TCU, Iowa State on the road, TCU on the road. Texas Tech, KU, right? We have to win three of the four? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're not going to win three of the four. No no way. Two of those on the road. You're not winning at Iowa State. Like, you're not. <coughs> so that means you have to beat TCU or Texas Tech, who is an improved defense, one of the most explosive offenses in the country. Probably not going to beat KU because... Unless there is, like, some motivating factor that our players, like, it's always been, you know, own Kansas or whatever. And that's great. I hope they bring that attitude. They're going to fucking need to. Because KU's had some wins, some success, more than they have. And that's why I think that this situation is a little bit different than from KU. Because, like, I was thinking about that. Like, how, as K-State fans, after having a few seven-win years, eight-win years or whatever, that 2016 year when we somehow scrounged six and six out of it, was kind of the be- the indicator, the beginning indicator. But we still had some decent years even though we've like had kind of miraculous like back halves. Like how can we complain about that when you have like a KU program who's spiraling down? And the difference is because we've had success and so to see it crumble under the same person that had the success is a lot different than not having it. Really, I mean, it's in having we had it for a sustained amount of time, right? Like we won the Big Twelve title, we were good for a couple of years. In his previous stint, we were good. It's not like we were a flash in the pan and then we sucked again, which is kind of what KU had there. They they were good for like two or three years, and then they started sucking again. Now it went off at like a historic pace how bad they got, but at the same time, it's a little bit different because they've been shuffling around and everything. This is a Hall of Fame coach. How many programs would kill to have a Hall of Fame coach? And we can't we can't finish games. We can't put away people when we're supposed to put away people. We can't even compete with good teams, like with an Oklahoma. I mean, you could say, well, we competed with Texas. Yeah, but you can't put them away. So, and then, you know, it starts to build after this. So it's like, where is the light? And honestly... As sad as this is, the light is that coach hangs it up. Like I don't even think that it's a question that it hangs it up at the end of the year because there will be an uprising in Manhattan, like a, a meltdown of people if he is the coach next year. It's not a question. I mean, at this point, he's ruined his even his thoughts about Sean being the head coach because people still freak out if, he's, if Sean's the coach next year because it's more of the same bullshit. Like, it is such a sad time 
Because there's just no juice. I was, I was gonna say that like Saturday, like obviously it's been a really shitty season. Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Um but that like I'll usually stick it out and watch the rest of the game. I could not put myself to turn the TV back on and watch the second half of the game. And the overwhelming emotion that I had was sadness. It wasn't even like mad, mad or anything. It was just me sitting there being sad. Like as pathetic as that sounds, but like I don't know. It's just I. Can't. It's yeah. I wasn't angry. I, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't angry at all. Yeah, I wasn't really angry. You can't really be angry when something's so beyond. You get angry when like you're in a game and the game's close and you do a few stupid things. You can't really. I mean, you can't even begin to imagine the the things that would have to occur for that game to have been uh, semi-competitive. So, um, yeah, the, there's – there's <clears throat> the, the bad part is when it gets to the apathy, which is what KU's been in for a long time, is that no one cares. Though. But one of the problems, which I, you talk about the uproar, I mean, I hope that's true. I, I don't know. There's so many fans that just go sit there and are happy with – you know, oh, we graduate, <laughs> we graduate a bunch of kids, you know, like, oh, walk on you, like, just the worst type of people probably <laughs> in the world are those fans. Like, I cannot stand those fans. Like, it's fine to be supportive, but have a brain and have a thought for yourself. Like, do you really enjoy some of the stuff? Like, it's like, dude, for real, like, you really enjoy, like, watching walk on. Like, yeah, every guy's not Jordy Nelson, okay? Like, everyone thinks, like, oh, walk-on, we got Jordy, we got, you know, whoever else is a walk-on that became a... Yeah, there's a lot more walk-ons never play and should never play. Like, that's the truth. Like, you, you don't make a winning program based off walk-ons. Like, that, there's... The whole recruiting thing is, like... Th that's why when I was, you know, writing up some stuff about it, just thinking about it, when you have Michigan State... Like, Michigan State, pretty comparable program to K-State... And they had a three and nine season two years ago. <clears throat> and no one, from what I could tell, was really calling for Mark D'Antonio. I always forget if it's D'Antonio or D'Antonio, but <clears throat> no one was calling for his head. <laughs> I think he just said that was the same, same thing, thing, right? No, one of them's the coach of the Rockets, right? Mark yeah. D'Antoni. Oh, Mark D'Antonio. I think you said D'Antonio twice. R whatever. It doesn't <laughs> but, matter. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, but, anyways, no one, I don't think anyone was really calling for his head, and they went three and nine. And Notre Dame went four and eight that year, and you know Brian Kelly didn't get fired. Well, the difference is they had top thirty, top twenty five recruiting classes for years on years. So a little blip, like a down year, isn't you know it's not as big of a deal. Like you can recover from those very quickly. Whereas K State, we can't really afford to get down this path, which is why everyone was scared. You know why Prince got the short leash. Is because if we went down that, that path, then you know you don't really get out of that as quickly. Um, although you know Prince obviously recruited way better than than uh, Snyder has in Snyder 2.0. Um, but yeah, the 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 lack of I don't know. They, they, there's good enough players to win games, um, but I mean you need some juice in the program, and there's just no excitement. There's no excitement in the program at all. So. The thing is, he's lost the players. And that's not on the players. Let's get that straight. Like, part of it is, like, you still got to show up for ball games because, like, you're playing, right? Like, 
and you're not out of the as unlikely as it is especially before yesterday though you're not out of the bull picture you could still make a bull like there's room to salvage the season but he's completely lost the players there's no doubt he has because they've been asking for shit forever and he doesn't give it to them like i mean stupid shit music before the pregame stuff like that like it was a flex that we like. It, it was a groundbreaking experience that they ever got a, a white helmet th- with camo for Fort Riley Day. That type of stuff. And I'm not saying uniforms or all that has to be the thing. <laughs> it's not, but it's all those little things. Like at the end of the day, if players don't like playing for you, and you're not having success, and you're not doing the things that you built your reputation on. I mean, who are you? What what are you doing? And we don't have any... There's zero juice. There's no reason for any player to come out there and just be pumped up. The Kansas game, I think, honestly, I don't feel good about it at all. But the one thing that I can maybe try to be optimistic about is that there's just Kansas kids on the roster. And if it comes to a point where like our season cannot be salvaged, Maybe go win the KU game. Keep that trophy there because there's, I mean, we, I don't think this is really appropriate, but like what happens is, is when you lose to KU, you get the Texas treatment, right? Like you lost to KU. TCU relieved them of that duty. You lost to KU. Like that's not right that it's that way. You're still a division one football team and KU is showing that they've improved. But at the same time, if you're a Kansas state fan or a Kansas state player, like, do you want do you want that on you? And I I don't know. I, there's no excuse that we we are where we are in the program. There's not really even. I don't even think that there's an explanation really. The hard the hard part of hardest part of it is we just had to sit here and wait. And I don't know what the scenario is because like the dream scenario is it's that coach retires. I guess it's the best best scenario and that we get one of the coaches that we want to get. But the longer that we wait and the longer that K-State goes down this lonely road of not being very good, the least, the less likely we're going to be able to go after somebody and get a guy. We're going to have to take a chance on somebody. It, that's at least the way that I view it. How are you going to get any single – I mean, granted, I guess, like I've said before, you could literally have all the coaches just sit around – and stick your finger up your butt and you'd get the same recruiting class rankings that you get now. But I don't see how in God's name you could go into an off season with him as like, as still the coach with four years left on his contract or whatever. Like that's just got, it's just such a joke. Like that can't be, no one would take that seriously. I wouldn't think. And it's not to diminish what he did. And I think we've said that before in the past. It's, it's, it has nothing to do with what he's done for the program, it, there wouldn't be a program without him. It has nothing to do with that. You can hang on to something too long, and he's hung on to it too long. I, Tim Fitzgerald, is that his name? Yeah, I just call him mm-hmm. Fitz all the time. But Fitz had a great article, and Sam had tweeted at it. That's what brought it to my eyes about somebody who always had the answers, who always was the the wizard, right? He always thought he had the answers, and he would always come out with the answer. We've seen that the last three years, where we've started one and four, two and three, whatever it has been, and we've ended up at a bowl game with seven or eight wins. 
it's not this year. That's I mean, it's different. It's been growing this entire time. I actually think this year we almost have better guys than we've had any of the past past three years. And it's just it's it's just going down the wrong hole. <laughs> well, maybe going in the wrong going hole. Going in the wrong hole? Huh. It, it's going down a dark hole that we don't want to be in. <laughs> or that the hole doesn't want us to be in. <laughs> Is there a direct correlation between wins per season and amount of times that Willie has tackled somebody at the 50-yard line? Probably. Because ever since... You want to talk about no juice in the program. No juice. Bringing back the juice. Not necessarily in the football guys, but in the fandom. We need Willie to start tackling people again. I know that the kid had a seizure. Put a helmet on him. Freak accident. You can call it a freak accident. You can call it whatever. CTE. I don't know. I feel bad for the kid. I hope that never happens to anybody ever. But Willie has got to start tackling people at center field. Well, even even like you're talking about that, but like I know the basketball team is primed for for a good year, and that's kind of why they're doing more of the stuff. But the basketball team has like the videos coming out, and they have like all sorts of swag, and like it it partly obviously has to do with them being pretty good, Um, but. The, the thing is, like, why can't, like, who's running the operations for the football team? Can you guys not think of, like, a pregame tradition or something? Every other school has cool stuff that they do. And, like, this is, like, nothing. Like, the, there's still, like, you guys were at the Oklahoma State game. You said there's still tons of fans there. Like, the people are still supporting ass. So, like, at least give something exciting. How, how hard can it be to, like, we came up with a pregame scenario of that song, or Mike did. Like anything, like do something. I don't know. It just seems ridiculous. It seems like, like we're like not trying. No, we're just content. Yeah, there's no branding. There's no marketing. There's no anything. So let's actually use that little bit of momentum we have there and transition into basketball season, which I think will be a happier conversation for both parties, uh, even despite KU's success. Because KU, as much as none of us like to admit it, I don't think you can get away with it saying it any other way, that KU runs the Big 12 in basketball um, without question. It, it goes through Lawrence even in, in down years, and this year appears to be more of the same. So KU was picked number one in the conference this year. Uh, K-State was picked number two. Um, K-State's in a little bit of a different scenario where, um, you know, they're not they're not reloading every year necessarily that KU is. Um but this seems to be a year that they could actually make some noise and um, hopefully put together a pretty decent team. So I think it'll be a fun year in the state of Kansas for basketball as far as that goes. And like Sam alluded to, uh, you know, a lot more hype around the K-State basketball program with different uh, videos being released, a little bit more insight to the program. Just, you know, from... You want to talk about a guy making a complete turnaround if we stick with K-State basketball. Bruce Weber, who people, myself included, first one to admit it, were calling for his job saying, mm-hmm. like, how is this guy the head of the program? When he comes out and just, like, has some sort of confidence in the program, some swag, saying, like, yeah, we're not ranked high enough. Like, okay, that's a little bit bold. Like, you're ranked 12th in the country <laughs> and, like, second in the Big 12. really frightens me. <laughs> to be honest, because I watched K-State basketball under Bruce Weber this whole time. And 
we, to be honest, just went on a run and got hot at the right time yeah, last year. Yeah, it was year. not a good season. Because last year's season, leading up to the NCAA tournament, was still pretty frustrating. We weren't even going to make it. We were a bubble team. Yeah. Until, well, until the end. Yeah. Like, they were saying that we needed to win. So, yeah, I'm not not sold on it yet. But at least, you know, there's confidence in the program. And maybe some of that, who knows, might be an overcompensation of, like, how little there is in football so hopefully gene's just a wizard in the back just pulling different strings in the basketball program but at least you i mean if it's not this year when's it gonna be for k-state like this is the most talented roster we've had since beasley walker pulling those guys which is a really good roster well in 2036 when bishop uh is a five-star recruit and comes to K-State and starts dunking on everybody. Five-one plays all third. Plays all three sports too: football, basketball, and golf. Baseball as all well. All three sports. <laughs> You're naming off the main ones. He just threw golf in there. Well, golf's what he'll go pro on. Yeah, easily. But at least there's some swag around the K-State basketball team and KU. You know, I I always kind of despite well, I have always despised KU, but I've always despised KU because every year it's like this year is the year. But it kind of is. Like, this year might be the year. And Trey said it before. Like, the tournament is not really a great way to judge success of a season. I mean, how many? 13 straight now? 14? 14. 14 straight now? Like, yeah, you're pretty good. The f- it's not that the tournament is not fun. It's that to gauge a season on a single elimination tournament, one of the most. And this probably the sport in college sports that has the most parity or some of the most parity is just insane. But I'm excited for the season. I watched our first uh, exhibition game. Diedrich's going to be good. Good luck. That's all I'll say. Is that the guy from Lawson? He's the one from Memphis. From Memphis. He had 16 and 12 in the first half of the game. Yeah. He had like the first nine points or something like that. He was pretty absurd. A couple post moves. And the guards didn't even get to play, really. And be interesting. And D'Souza didn't play. He plays. Ugh. Yeah, it'll be interesting to There's see. There's no way he plays this year. I'm just which, is kind of, <laughs> which is kind of bullshit. I don't, I don't necessarily want to go into that, but like, Let's see. it's not his deal. You don't know. It's I'm not gonna, deal, right? I'm not going to sit here and act naive. And anybody who claims to be a sports fan is frankly pretty ignorant if they don't understand that that happens in every Division One sport or somewhere or another. I didn't mean that. I meant that. Uh, evidently not K-State football. But uh, <laughs> I, I didn't mean that. I meant it more like that D'Souza gets a punishment. Yeah. What's he supposed to do? Like, I don't know, man. Josh Selby set out for four games, and he got the same sort of uh, accusations. And they just said, hey, pay back what you've been confirmed. You got paid, and then you could play again. So... Which but is wasn't absurd. It, wasn't no. it more his parents than himself? His guardians. His yeah. guardians. Right, yeah. which is why it's absurd that he's yeah. getting the one. He didn't. It's not like he's out there with, you know, bling on. Yeah. He might be. I don't know. Yeah. But, like, from the FBI reports or whatever. My thing is, is it's going to come back on, like, history. So that's what's going to happen is we're talking about the streak. They're going to try to end it. It's fine. Whatever. That's going to happen. They'll do whatever <clears> they want to do. Um, the moral of the story is the NCA fucked up and did their investigation and called him good. And now they're like, oh, wait, we missed something. Yeah. Now let's punish the school for missing it. So that's what's bullshit. It's NCAs. Yeah, that's the frustrating part. Is they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna shit on the four, final four game last year. They're gonna shit on the fourteenth straight. 
because that's what the NCAA does. But they're not going to kill any big blood, blue blood team because in basketball there's like six teams that make money. There's not after that. And well, the NCAA, yeah, the NCAA makes they don't make any money off college football because college football comes from the TV money. Yep. Yep. They make a lot of money off the the tournament. Yep. So they're not going to want KU out of the tournament. I mean, like a postseason ban on KU would be very detrimental yeah. i'm not saying that's why they're good that's not why they're good they're good for a large number of reasons but yeah but it's not like de in uncharted territory there's been tons of players in college basketball who've dealt with the same amount of problems and the ncaa says oh you got given money pay back and we'll let you play after you pay back it's yeah after they're in the pros and they secure yeah. this tens of millions of it's dollar just contract. semantics it's just money asking for money that's all it is which is interesting but yeah so i watched a little bit of the ku game as well uh, they're going to be good. Um, it'll be different than last year. They're a lot deeper than last year. And I forgot that Azubuki is back, so that's that sucks. But um, I think it'll be that Lawson, and I honestly think him and Dean Wade, if Dean is consistent like he, I think he will be, he'll be, he'll be right up there again for player of the year. I mean, his preseason player of the year. But you can't really give that to a Memphis guy coming in because mm-hmm. what does that say about your conference? But. I don't even. Uh, yeah, man. Beyond all that, like, Diedrich's going to be good, but our guards are going to be insane. Yeah. Devin Dawson, and young, Grimes, that's the only thing. dude. When they get good, did you like Quentin had three or four plays where he was on like like runouts, and people were like, you know, how people get set when you like have your back turned, and he was on a full sprint with his back turned like this, and a guy was sitting there, and he just spun and like went between his legs like in the middle of a spin to avoid it. Like, yeah, it's going to be nuts. I always wonder though. The only thing that I'm I would say would be a weakness and that would be that in March I get and again that's not really a great way to judge the season but in March usually strong guards are are what oh, yeah. um, strong guards meaning experienced guards kind of lead teams to where they yeah and I don't even think Devin Dotson will start by the end of the year Charlie Moore will start yeah and that's the other thing I don't know any of these fucking guys yeah. I was like the, the only player I know is Charlie Moore because uh, we were texting about this and there used to be this show on ESPN that my dad and I would watch every weekend is called Beat Charlie Moore. And so this guy would go and fish at these people's <laughs> home lakes and try and beat them at fishing. And we watched that every <laughs> Sunday morning for three months straight. Yeah. But that's the only I was watching the game and they said Charlie Moore and yeah. that's the only player I know on KU now. Dotson's got a higher a ceiling, card, but Charlie Moore's a proven guard. Anybody else? Sam? About the team? Well, I'm, I'm dri- so I'm driving up and uh, doing a little – and I can tease it probably more next week because it will actually be next week. But uh, driving up uh, – driving down or up or left or right to <laughs> uh, to K-State. Um, and it was going to be mainly for the K-State-KU football game. But now I'm kind of more excited to watch the basketball team on Friday night. Um Honestly, like we'll still have a good time tailgating and whatever for the KU game, but um, excited definitely to to see the uh, the Fighting Bruce's play. Uncle Bruce's uh, squad, the, the Uncle Bruce's squad <laughs> to fight it out. I don't even know who they play. It's the it's Kennesaw the opener. State. Oh, Kennesaw, yeah, it's KSU KSU. Let's go. Must be battles, battles. Okay, should we wrap up? Or Dom, do you have anything? Okay, last call. Uh, excited for basketball season. Should be fun. Also, Worcestershire. 
Sam. It's time. Trey. I, as a KU fan, am excited for the KU K-State football game. Mike. There you are. Um, I, as a K-State fan, am extremely terrified of the K-State KU game. And my last call is that uh, evidently Worcestershire has no R's pronounced in it. The er, sure. Worcester, yeah, I guess. Worcester. Worcestershire. 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 All right, that's it. Next week, catch us for a, uh, a heated KU K State pregame victory. Probably more sad. Who's KU got next week in football? Honestly, don't even know. Might be Iowa State. Probably, yeah, I think that's right. Probably a really sad day for K-State fans uh, leaning into the next game and all the rest. So, all right. Till then. That's it. Worcestershire.